has its own culture as well. And last week and this week, we're just spending a very brief time sort of flying over, I suppose, five words that we're trying to use to actually describe and, and to speak a bit about the culture, which is much more important that we do it, but it's also good sometimes to talk about it. Last week, we sp spoke about the first two, generosity and unity. And uh, this week, we're going to speak about the last three, integrity, humility, and authority. So in terms of integrity, 30 years ago when I was working as an engineer in a company in Belfast, we used to joke with one of my work colleagues that one of his personal mottos should be, if in doubt, lie. He, he was really honest about his dishonesty. He, he would say, look, you know, we'd laugh about it. And uh, he would say, if I find myself in a tight squeeze, if something comes up that's just really, really inconvenient, I'll lie. And uh, we used to sort of marvel and, 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 and laugh. And, but really it's occurred to me, you know, that he's not unique. I think what's refreshing is that he is honest about his dishonesty. Integrity is such a wonderful thing, but I wonder how much of it we expect to see in the world around us. Shane Watson, who wrote an article in the Sunday Times years ago, lamented by saying, under the old moral code, a lie was a lie. Now it's perfectly okay to manipulate the facts in a good cause, like getting your child's place in school, putting a roof over their heads, extricating yourself from a commitment you no longer feel able to fulfill, lying or, or not telling the truth to keep your job looks like becoming acceptable. And it seems that increasingly dishonesty is the culture of our society. One of my hobbies is to watch an ad on TV and try and spot the half-truth in it. There's nearly always a half-truth or sometimes just a complete falsehood. And it's not only by what is shown on screens or what is said. Volkswagen manufactured 11 million cars with software designed to deceive emissions tests. I know because my car had to go back in to get its little computer reset. The actual pollution level of those 11 million diesel cars was far higher than came across in the emission tests. And that obviously has a massive impact. Our fallen human tendency is to be dishonest in our words and actions because at the heart of our problem is the problem of the human heart. Our dishonesty goes deeper than words and actions to the place of identity and pretending that we're someone that we're not. And Scripture is very candid about this. The verdict given by the Lord through Jeremiah is the verdict of the Lord concerning every single human heart. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, it says in Jeremiah 17, and desperately wicked. Who knows really how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search 
all hearts and examine secret motives, I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. It's pretty uncomfortable and it's pretty sobering stuff, isn't it? But one of the, one of the wonders of the Christian faith is that our integrity comes through being honest about our dishonesty. That actually all of us should have a little badge or a little sign saying, you can't completely trust me. Even as Christians, we should have a little badge that says, under construction, but you can't completely trust me. I'm a work in progress. There will come a day when you can completely trust me. When I am standing in front of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a new heaven and a new earth, and I will be just like him, I will be full, utterly full of integrity. But until that day, I just want to say, be careful. We're determined to say we're turning our back on dishonesty. But if we're honest, we must own up to the fact of what it says in Jeremiah 17. The wonder, of course, is that our road to being full of integrity is by speaking to the one who is the truth, Jesus Christ. The breakthrough comes whenever we, we own up to Jesus, utterly pure, utterly full of integrity, never lied, didn't have a heart where there was pretense and deceit. And we just own up to him about who we are. As Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, when we realize our poverty and his richness, that's where the, that's where the breakthrough happens. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, one of the German Christians who spoke out against Hitler during the Second World War and before the Second World War and was murdered for his integrity, shortly before the end of the Second World War, said this, only those who follow Jesus and cleave to him are living in complete truthfulness. That's quite a sentence, isn't it? Only someone who is united with Christ, only someone who is clinging to Jesus Christ is living in complete truthfulness. Such men, Bonhoeffer said, have nothing to hide from their Lord. Complete truthfulness is only possible where sin has been uncovered and forgiven by Jesus. The cross is God's truth about us. And therefore, it is the only power which can make us truthful. Untruthfulness destroys fellowship, but truth cuts through false fellowship. It cuts it to pieces and establishes genuine brotherhood. The thing about these family cultures is they're all interrelated. And so if we think about integrity, integrity increases our unity. If we're honest with one another, then we will grow closer to each other. And that's about growing in honesty with each other, and it's also about being more frank with each other about the fact that there is dishonesty in our lives that hasn't yet been utterly expunged. 
And it also leads to a place of humility because when we recognize who we are as forgiven children of God, washed clean by Jesus Christ, with his righteousness placed within us, and that we are works in progress, and that those around us are made in the image of God also, and that leads to a place where humbly we just want to serve those around us. Because it says in that wonderful hymn in Philippians 2 that we heard read today, that that means that actually we, we seek in God's strength to put the interests of others ahead of our own interests. That we treat others as better than ourselves. And that's only possible through the inspiration of Jesus Christ. That's only possible through Christ living in us. I think sometimes we can misunderstand the nature of humility. Humility is not thinking less of ourselves. Humility is thinking of ourselves less. That's why in terms of humility linking to authority. Jesus Christ is the most humble human being that ever walked the earth. He is also the most powerful human being to ever walk the earth. Now, for, I think for you and I, I know for, for me and, and the way the world works to think, how can the person who is most humble be the most powerful? And that's because the kingdom of God is the opposite of the kingdom of men. Real authority and real power comes through love. And that comes from a humble heart. It comes from a heart that is focused towards blessing those who are around us, who are made in the image of God. Jesus said, to his first disciples, since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you, and God will bless you. Freedom comes in serving the Lord. I used to wonder or think that Perhaps the way that Christ served those around him in his earthly life was really just to set us an example. And, and then he, he was crowned in glory and, and that life of service was no longer his. But I've come to realize over the years that, that the nature of Christ as he walked the earth is no different than the nature of Christ enthroned in heaven. And the Spirit of Christ who lives within us as followers of Christ and who moves among us is a Spirit, the Spirit of Christ who comes to serve. He comes to serve us. He is among us today. Christ is among us today as one who serves. That is his nature. He comes to serve with healing and encouragement and, and revelation and blessing and truth-telling and prophecy and he lives among us and he moves among us as one who serves. The same yesterday and today and forever. In our Sunday evenings, which we had last term and which we start again on the last Sunday of this term, of this month, 
Everyday Supernatural, we're going to continue to look at how by this inspiration of humble, the humble spirit of Christ within us, can we grow as servants? How can we grow in our ministry to other people? Last term, we looked very much at how do we do that by tr- telling the truth, by prophesying? How do we live lives where what comes out of our mouths is for the glory of God in line with Scripture, inspired by the Holy Spirit in our words of encouragement and and prophecy, which is truth-telling? And this next term, uh, we're going to look at healing ministry mainly and, and thinking about how can we, as Johnny prayed and said this morning, how can we be those who carry the light of Christ to bring healing, physical, emotional, mental, social, spiritual healing in people's lives. It's a privilege to serve other people and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. And finally, authority. The song that we sang there with the children, Echo, about echoing the authority of God. That's the privilege that we have. The psalm begins, you moved the mountains, told the wind and waves be stilled. You cast out demons, bid the empty soul be filled. And now there's breakthrough, now there's freedom in your name. You gave us power and the keys to do the same. Jesus Christ relinquished, as it says in Philippians 2, all of his heavenly authority when he came and he was born as a child. And so all of the, the inspired living that Jesus lived was by the power of the Holy Spirit in him that his Father gave him, that his Father anointed him with. Christ lived and died and rose so that you and I can live the life that he lives, a life full of authority. Whenever Jesus was ministering to people to heal or to deliver, he didn't plead and say, Father, please, please, please heal this man. Nor did he demand by saying, Father, heal this man. Instead, he spoke to the problem and he said to the man paralyzed, take up your mat and walk. He said to the man who couldn't hear, to his ears, be opened. He said to the the storm and the wind, be still. In other words, Jesus, the Son of Man, exercised the authority that was his as a human being. That's why his favorite title for himself was the Son of Man. He came to live a life showing what it looks like to be a human being who lives as a representative of God on earth. The birthright that was ours in the Garden of Eden, the one that we lost when Adam and Eve went their own way and we followed in their footsteps. Christ came to restore Eden. He came to restore us fully as human beings. To follow in the footsteps of Christ, to be a Christian, is to become fully human. It is to become fully the man or woman whom you were created to be.
to the unique and glorious person made in the image of God. And so it's a great privilege for us as the family of God in this place to cheer each other on, to encourage each other, to bless and pray for each other, to love and forgive each other, to give and to pray for each other. As we seek by the power of the Spirit of Christ living in us to become increasingly people of generosity, people of unity, people of integrity, people of humility, and people of authority. And to do it all for the glory of God. That's what we're about as Bangor Parish Church. That's what we're trying to do last week and this week is, I suppose, just give a quick flyover of what's the heartbeat of this place. That's the journey that we're on together, the journey of being the family of God. That's our, well, I would say unique family culture, but I believe it's the, it's the family culture of the entire Christian church and one that we're really privileged to be part of. And it's one that I'm delighted that either you're part of or you're thinking of becoming part of. I just want to say you're very welcome and God bless you. Shall we stand together? After the service today, there's an opportunity for prayer ministry. Let's be still for a moment and